heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kirana Podcast, a show about what you will find, what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And now here's your host, Chantal Napa. Welcome back if you are a regular listener of mine and if you're visiting me for the first time on the Kirana Podcast, thanks for joining us. I'm doing this like, what do you call it, Tina? Out of the box recording. Random. Random. So I was at the airport today, everyone, saying goodbye to Cherie Corbett, a friend of mine. And then we went over to Arrivals to do a sticky beak at who's getting off the plane. And I get this like tap at the back of my, you know, back of my back. And I turn around and this this man's like, hi, Chantal, it's been a while. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and then that's Cesar in the background, everyone. And then he takes his mask off and he goes, It's me, John. And I'm like, I still have no idea who you are, sir. <laughs> and then he points across this crowd at the arrivals airport and he goes, There's my wife, Tina. I look across, you pull your mask down, and I go, the non-plastic Māori <laughs> and I was like in excitement excitement Tina because and so now what's happened is Tina's actually gotten off the plane with her family and when I knew her and Jonathan in 2013 when I first met them here in Maratonga at Pāriki's Palace they weren't parents yeah. so they had two little girls with them now they're literally in Maratonga for five hours. Yeah. And then they're flying straight across to Aitutaki. Like I'd fly straight across to Aitutaki as well, everybody. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about us in the big smoke here, right? <laughs> and then Tina and I just go straight into how are you, how are the kids, how's Brendan, how, you know, what's, what, you know, is he fishing? Is he not fishing? What are you doing? <laughs> are you still doing the non plastic party stuff? Are you still like, I mean, I saw what you are you start, doing? I saw, okay. How's your language program? What's yeah. going on? What's going on in Palace? How's yeah. Because we got like four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's auntie? How's mum? And then and then I'm like, you know what? I could just start recording my show here. I haven't got the mic, but we'll be all good. And here we're rolling. Why not? Why waste a moment? I know, because I know I said to you, Tina, I know you also have your own um podcast. Yep, the What a Load of Colony. What a load of colony, however you want to pronounce it. But yeah, what a load of colony podcast. When I have time. Like, like, did you try and rhyme it with what a load of baloney? Yeah. I call it what a load of baloney. Yeah, I like it. And, um, and it's, just, it's just about colonialism in its many forms and, and Indigenous strength in its many forms. Yeah. So 
there's lots to be said about that, of course. Mm. It's an ongoing discussion. The first part of it was just really breaking down. So I, I wrote a, a book. Can I, pub- I don't think I published my book. No, I hadn't when I met you. So I published a book called Kiamo, Resisting Colonial Fictions, because that was 2019. Um, and, it, and it did quite well. And that was all around looking at the doctrine of discovery and work that I've learned, things that I'd learned about working in the United Nations and and how that related to us in Tewananui Akiwa and, um, and in Aotearoa. And so uh, the podcast started off breaking down all of the chapters of that book and having discussions around the chapters of that book. Um, and yeah it still goes from time to time and I have time of yeah. course COVID came along yeah and so we started a um myself and some members of our community started a health service during COVID to look after our community because where we stay is very very remote it's not a motu it's not an island but it might as well be because mm. it's very very isolated and remote and often cut off and where is that just for the, yeah, that's in the far east cape of Te Ika Maui. Its colonial name was the North Island of Aotearoa. And um, so the far east cape is, we're, we're about three hours north of Gisborne, if people know Gisborne, Tūranganui Akiwa is its proper name. And so, um, and yeah, very poor infrastructure often having power cuts, often losing internet, very little health infrastructure, so very poor access to GPs and nurses, very poor access to most things, actually. Yeah, closest hospital is three hours away, um, no pharmacy. So fighting COVID was a real challenge for us. And living in, you know, the Ika we often get remoteness, just doesn't get a look in so everybody winds up getting treated exactly the same as if you live in Wellington or live in Tamaki Makoto in Auckland and um, so we had to fight and raise our voices really loud for the crown to understand that fighting COVID when you're in a remote isolated situation is it's like it's it's its own battle yeah, and a whole different battle. So that kind of consumed the last couple of years and um, and have been just still looking at environmental racism like I did when I first met me, met you. <laughs> which is why I blurted out, yeah. Tina, the non-plastic Māori. <laughs> yeah. Which was your label back then, you yes. know, in 2013. Yeah, a lot of my writing was done under that moniker, the non-plastic Māori, and it was really looking at plastic pollution into Wananui I just published on plastic pollution about a month ago, actually. Congratulations. <clears throat> Thank you. I was really happy to get that out. So that was with um, uh, Tracia Fuller and, uh, sorry, Sasha Fuller and um, Tracia and a, a few different friends of mine. And we looked, we spoke with a number of different Wana nations around how plastic pollution features for them. So what is it? What's it like for you and how do you fight it off? And even the, like the imports and the policies that you have to deal with and how do you protect yourselves from it? Do you want to protect yourselves from it? Or is it really useful for you? 
and yeah what yeah so what gets in the way is you protecting yourself from plastic pollution and, and it was amazing that the strength that came through was really amazing but also the political bullying that came through mm. particularly from countries like Aotearoa, Australia, United States um, and other Pacific Rim countries, Wananui Atua Rim countries who really use their political power and leverage to um, impose their own policies across our shared Moana space. And, you know, the same kind of patronising, you don't know how to look after such a big watery area, like we haven't been looking after it for thousands, thousands of years. years. Yeah. You don't know how yeah, to look after. You need us with the, you need us to the degree you to come in. Yeah. And, yeah. All of that. So um, scientific racism, political racism. Scientific racism. racism Never heard that point name before. Yeah. Or what we call, I think, the short term for it now is scientism. <laughs> scientific racism, scientism. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last We never do small talk, do we? We don't do small talk, my so you know how everybody I do my podcast on my phone um, and because my phone is a telephone and people ring it. So I had another phone call, which was Brendan's father, who's 80-something, who's at home and always rings me to ask me what's happening in the outside world. So hello, Dennis. I'll send you a clip of this episode. <laughs> um, I think we'll start it again. I'll have to tell Hayden to edit this and snip it back together. And then, so we're at the airport arrivals. Um, you say you couldn't get a car. I say, well, you don't need it for five hours, so let's go and have some lunch together. And I'm like, take over. Go inside those bathrooms over there at the um, Islander and then get changed and then come back outside and then the kids can go for a swim and then we can have some lunch and then we can night in your life. Yeah, man. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Well, not really a plan. But and but you, when it comes together anyway. But you know what you said to me? This is so, what was the word you said? Not indicative. Because you said, you're the only person I know here. I know. And I run into you. And you said, I messaged you on like um your platform. I was like, girl, Facebook, I'm <laughs> um, not really on there much, you know. But because you said I put a message. and no, I was, like, comment. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what, under my door? Like, <laughs> No, I just commented. I grabbed a second, a moment, well, in the middle of the craziness of life, and your photo came up. And I've been saying for like the last few weeks since I knew that we were coming, I was like, I need to let Chantal know that we're only going to be in for a day. But I thought, even if we could grab a couple or something, anyway, it was just yesterday or something. I was like, holy crap, I still haven't messaged you. And your photo came up. So I just wrote underneath your photo, we're flying in. We're flying in tomorrow. We'll be in for the day. And do you know what? Like, I last put a photo up on Facebook in um, May. Oh, yeah. And then I just put a photo up three days ago. So May, June, July, August, September, October. So six months later, I put another photo up of me and my girls. Yeah. Because I knew people would be like, how tall are they now? How big are they now? How, you know, they say now. So every, year, six months, I put a photo up. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. So it's been nine years. Yeah, it's been nine years. What's your big lessons been since we saw each other nine years ago? What are your big lessons that you've learned? Do you remember one time 
nine years ago, you had left here and I rang you for um, some mentoring. Right. Right. And what you said to me that day during the mentoring session was, okay, Chantal, so you've got like this stuff you want to do, the stuff you want to move with, and you're feeling quite alone and you're feeling quite scared and you're feeling, um, you know, can I do this? And you told me to close my eyes and this, just listen to your voice. And then you, you know, and I was like, yes, yes. And then you said to me, I now want you to turn around and I want you to tell me how many people you see and who do you see? So I turned around and you you were quiet and you said, how many people are behind you? I said, thousands. And you said, that's all your family. That's all your family. They're all behind you and they're all there for support. So don't ever feel alone. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember thinking, oh, you've got so many thousands of tipuna. Yeah, that was the way you used tipuna. Yeah, you've got so many thousands of tipuna walking with you. You're never alone. And I have said that to others, and I have said, this is what a friend of mine, Tina, said to me one day when I was, you know, for mentoring. And then, um, so that gave me, like, the guts to what's the worst thing that's going to happen. Yeah. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? So I'm going to try this. And if it fails, am I going to die? No. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. What is the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. And then what's the best that's going to happen? Yeah. And am I breaking the law? No. So go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like go for it. Yeah. And what's the best that's going to happen? And why... Why not do something just because it might happen? That's right. You know that. So um, I've done a few projects since then, you know, since then. And, I mean, it's all, like, online, the journey. <laughs> the journey of the ups and the downs and the rounds. and the. But I think, you know, the, I think the thing is that inner work, outer work, gratitude, compassion, empathy for yourself. Yeah. First. Yeah. For yourself first. Stop beating yourself up. Yeah. And you know, if you need time, then take the time. And if you need to say no to something, then say no. Because you know, and like you're a good person. Um and life is life. Everyone's got shit, you know. I got shit. You got shit. They got yeah. shit. Yeah. But then tomorrow, and life's might be- messy. Life is messy as hell. Yeah. So you know, why why have any other expectations of yourself other than the complete natural state of dealing with this very messy, messy life? Which we all have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> come, come. Take, it's up we're doing a podcast. Say hello, everyone. <laughs> we're doing it on the fly. 
So we are sitting at the Islander Hotel. We'll just throw that beautiful name in here, um, which is opposite the airport, everybody. So you can come across, get a meal, go for a swim, and, um, and get your podcast here out and just yeah. start podcasting. Start talking about the universe, the state of the universe. Nice to see you, Tina. Mm. You're going to go to Aztecki, mm-hmm. and I'll catch you when you come back. Mm. Right? Yep, we're back for a full day as well. Cool. Cool. Okay, I'm going to go now because our food is arriving soon. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. No kone iamato, aroa, yatu, kia kotoka, totoa. May you live long, kiorana. I did a farewell and kia manuya means lots and lots of good luck. Thanks, Tina. Kia manuya.